Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the 8th episode of Small Talk and today's discussion is going to be based around big weddings versus small weddings and kind of looking at how much maybe the Asian or Bengali culture kind of you know forces or not necessarily forces maybe you know pushes people to do certain things that you might not want to do or might not need to do um yeah and if they're any if if they if it's you know if it's okay to kind of how we feel about it and stuff like that as well um so, so should we start off with our own wedding um well actually we did our nikah um 6 months prior to our walima so islamically the walima's um walima is usually often done with the nikah or a lot of people generally tend to do it together yeah um we obviously or a day or two after yeah so we obviously was uh unintentionally we had a six months gap yeah we had our reason we didn't yeah yeah, we didn't mean to we couldn't find venues and then and then obviously there's few like emergency family things that happened yeah that kind of pushed uh pushed our wedding date yeah to december but it wasn't it wasn't on intention i think we our planning plan was to have an walima as early as possible but it just got pushed back and pushed back about twice. Yeah. Um, again, not our fault. So not, neither is anyone else's fault. Yeah. And then the other thing, like you said, the wedding venue and finding a and booking a wedding venue is actually probably one of the stressful yeah, things to, like, about uh, a wedding planning because you have to book in advance. And obviously we months. didn't... Not even... I even think three months is cutting it close because the reality is especially if you're trying to get married during like school um holidays which most people are oh my gosh it's it's jam-packed weekends generally seem to be busy as well so to be able to find the right date and to be able to find a free date that you know suits everyone and everyone's um like schedule it is actually really hard to find and if you don't have like a day in mind early on Obviously, because I was changed twice, so we really was doing it super last minute. Actually, considering the fact that we, uh, yeah, we, we could have had fair, more we, time to kind of. We we weren't realistic in terms of looking for the early dates because we really didn't have didn't give uh, you know the venues a lot of time, and we knew all the uh, slots would be booked, but we thought you know let's try it to find to find anything, but we just couldn't. So, it was. Yeah, it was it was unrealistic that obviously we would have the volume straight after because obviously how quickly our um marriage kind of progressed um from let's say our, let's say our initial meeting to our parents being involved in terms of like meeting each other sorry meeting uh your parents meeting me and my parents meeting you and the families meeting each other um then to the nikah it was pretty quick it was probably within a yeah so uh, we got married within four months of our first meeting yeah and i think probably about a month and a half after uh when literally our parents had met yeah so then we had obviously so in we met in february and our nikah was in june June. and essentially yeah i think about a month and a half before about two months i think our parents met like just march and Mar- maybe end of march or maybe beginning of april and so it was may and june maybe oh because it was before you guys went yeah, on holidays, holiday. it? yeah um 
so yeah so we had the nikah and actually the nikah um was hosted by my family so we had uh about uh, maybe about 70 people um for that event and it was like immediate families which was really tricky because obviously your side of the family is really big so one of the reasons why it made it harder to do, like find something super mind you we planned this wedding and this this, this nikah within a in, week, within a week. Yeah. so it was super 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 last minute um and so the restaurant we ended up getting was about 70 people that it could host um and obviously unfortunately obviously with that it made it really hard um on like like who could come to the wedding um to the nikah um your immediate uncles came to the nikah um well yeah, most of the immediate but i mean other than you know cousins, cousins and stuff yeah that I, I probably would have liked them to have come but it is what it is you know it yeah. was a small uh venue. i mean it's not we, yeah it was a small venue in terms of um but it was like i said it's last minute because again I we think literally if we... said um because we, we literally said let's uh or our parents literally said let's have the nikah done on the 30th and and they said it like on a sunday and i think the 30th fell next sunday so it's literally seven days to find a venue to find catering which is really difficult and then to prepare for it as well so it's yeah exactly because we didn't have outfits or anything and we had to like obviously scramble around and actually get things sorted out um and so yeah so it was about 70 people for that nikah um and it was the nikah was done at my home um and so one thing that Obviously, we did it in a week. And alhamdulillah, I think, you know, generally it turned out really well. Um, In the week that we pl- planned it, we were able to um, get everything sorted out. Now we come into the other cultural aspects of um, weddings, which is gift giving and hamper making, which is all like part of... I don't know, the Bengali culture. It's not just Bengali culture. I think it's probably just South uh, South Asian. I don't uh, think like, it is. Yeah, it is. I think in people in India do as well. I think, I don't know about Pakistan. I would know definitely people in Pakistan do as well. Cause it, no, cause my it, friend didn't do anything Well, your like friend that. didn't do it, but... Uh, but that, no, but I'm saying generally speaking, yeah, it's, it is normal to do gift giving. But like we, I guess, I don't know, maybe specifically in the Bengali community, we... We do very like extravagant hamper making and decorating and um and so that was the other aspects uh, aspect to like preparing for the one week that we had you know we wanted to give gifts and do you know what it is nice to give gifts you know because you're welcoming no gift giving is fine I think giving gifts it's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong. No, I no. As in, I think, no, no. I think it's nice to give it. But are we taking it too far mm. with how extravagant or how how much time and effort and energy is put into actually wrapping these gifts up yeah, so, and decorating it? Because <clears> I did find, obviously, my family is so small. So for us, the last time we had to do like any hamper making was 10 years prior for my cousin's wedding. So for our family, it's just not like a normal thing. 
And so I remember when it was obviously my time to get married. I knew it was customary, like I knew people did it. Uh, but I didn't realise, again, 10 years was the last time I did a big, like, getting involved um, in making the hampers thing. And I didn't realise how much time, effort, energy um, goes into actually making these hampers. Now, obviously, you know, everyone's always happy to do it. You know, it, it does make the, like, the you know, wedding home feel like a wedding because you're making all of these gifts and wrapping things up. <clears throat> but the reality is, especially, I think, with a lot of family members, a lot of, generally speaking, uh, the women are making the hampers, you know. Um, and, like, if you've got kids and stuff like that, you know, how do you make the time? Yeah, but I don't think men really care that much about hampers anyway. So that's, I, I know, think, but I then think do, it's more of a then, woman thing anyway. Yeah, but then... do then are we doing this to ourselves? Are we putting so much pressure that we have because to give I, it? No, because... Like, but then do you not think then... Because the men don't get as involved with the hamper making, do you think then if we were to completely neglect it and not do it that way, wouldn't there be like a cultural um, issue what? there? No, as I in like Family no, no. would be like... Think... You know, because the, uh, you know, the older generation might be like, oh, well, how come you didn't give it like this? And vice versa, which is the other yeah, but, issue. Yeah, but that's because, because but that's because it's because you made it, uh, or not just not you, but that's because people have made it, um, so like a regular thing. Not regular. It's become it's become a thing that you ha- you do or that you have to do. Yeah, but this is now where the now the question comes into play. At what point? I mean, if let's say for arguments, like if we didn't do it. Do you not think your family would have been offended or vice versa if if you didn't do it? You know, I, I do think my family would have been like, oh, I was we were kind of expecting that no, sort but of I thing. Think, but no, if, if, but if, then if, we've if, put that pressure on no, ourselves but if now, you, haven't we? No, but if you spoke, let's say the elders in our family both spoke, spoke and said, you know what, we were not going to do, we're going to do, we're, we'll give you, you know, we're going to do gift exchange, exchange, that's fine. But we're not going to make no thals. We're just going to do it just generally. I think if both people agreed, I don't think anyone then anyone has then anyone, anyone can say, oh, you know, why didn't you do it? What if you agree to, if you if you if you agree, okay, I will make tiles and whatnot. Mm. Then if you don't bring anything, then that, that, yeah, that's that's an issue. I don't think there's anything wrong with giving gifts. It's just the way it's done, and I'm sure the person that or whoever's first and originally came up with this, oh, let's make tiles, had the right intention. You know, we want to make it look nice and give it. Yeah. However. It's become to to a point now where a lot of people sometimes it becomes a competition. Oh, they've bought five, we need to bring six or seven, or they bought ten, we need to bring twenty, and it's just become like you're trying to one up the other other family or whatnot. It's it, it some now luckily for us it wasn't that bad to a point. You know, it was like it was too much, but there are people that take it as uh, you know that we're going to try and do you know do as much as we can and if you have the time and if you have the resources and if you've got people that are willing to do it, that's fine but i think if 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 you were to go let's say if my dad and your dad spoke and said look let's not we're not going to let's not do tiles and we're just going to exchange gifts no, but, what if, is, but what if you don't have that conversation i don't think a lot of uh, well, a then, lot of uh, a lot of families have that conversation of Oh, we expect tiles and we don't expect tiles. I think it's just a general norm now that 
if if I'm going if I'm getting my daughter married to your son, we expect you to give her gifts. No, in I think uh, no. Uh, my dad had a conversation with your dad about that, or I think had a, uh, at least with your cousin. But he said, okay, we'll we'll bring tiles, but it won't be too it won't be too much, and so we don't we not we won't try and overdo it. If you know if you if you are willing to bring some, then we'll we'll also bring some. But I think I think my I know for a fact that my dad had a conversation with. Oh, is it? I don't I don't know if that. I think it was a cousin. Must have been. But, but then I don't know if she, I don't know if she relayed the information back to you guys. No, she she did. I think she obviously did because we did end up making tiles. But I guess for us that was like an automatic assumption of yeah we'll give tiles because obviously that's what's yeah but if, kind of quote unquote expected yeah now, but let's isn't it? no but let's say let's say you you want that conversation to be to be had and then let's say your dad wasn't wasn't you know did doesn't speak well then you or mum or anybody else if you want that conversation then you raise it and you say look can we actually make that point that let's not but do you know okay this is where okay i'm gonna come from this point of view if if the bride's family approaches the groom's family and says we don't want tiles or vice versa they might then approach it as oh their family is being cheap do you get it which is the other issue now because putting in that time putting in that effort it constitutes that how much you care about i guess the relationship and how much you care about gift giving and you know how much well, you want to welcome the family into your home. No, but that's that, that's like, wrong, isn't it? So you, I know, you, but, I know, but, but, but it's because it's I'm be- saying it from that point but of what view. I'm, but what I'm saying is the only reason that is an expectation, or the only reason that is a issue, is because it's been because it's been done for so long. People are, are just ex- expect it that you're going to be given gifts, or you're going to be given gifts in a certain way on a on a really nice design tile, which is I think nonsense. Yeah. Why? Why can't if, for example, if no, you if, if you to buy me totally a suit, for... why can't you just give him give me that suit in a suit bag? I appreciate that it looks nicer, you know, on a thal, but is that really necessary? I agree. It does get a bit too excessive, and I think now, especially with TikTok and Instagram, it's just mind boggling. Some of these like videos that I've seen of people doing like hampers and tile giving and I'm just like whoa this is so excessive and it's nice that you want to give it but now are we doing it specifically because we want to share with people but that also, this is what we're giving and like has has it lost its meaning there no but I, no I, I don't think also I don't think we can generalize and say you know I feel, I'm sure there are some people who are doing it just to show off but I think I want to think that most people are doing it because they want to do it. Like No, 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 I so, agree. I agree, they want to do it. But what I'm saying is that, you know, now, because before when we used to do the tile giving, it was with, like, the immediate family. You know, everyone used to come around, like, you know, when the bride used to get her tiles, her whole family would come around to see it. But, like, it wasn't, like, shared on, like, social media and things like that. It wasn't really a customary thing to do, like, to share it. Now, obviously, with all of these apps, you know, there's loads of wedding planning and like you know there's a lot of stuff out there but why is it so wrong to share it on on an app no i don't think there's anything wrong with sharing it but my question is because you're now seeing so many different ways of doing it are you now enforcing another are you now enforcing something more extravagant than what you might have done had you not seen it on Instagram and TikTok. I think that's with most things on on Instagram and TikTok anyway. Yeah. Even because even even general people lifestyle where obviously people post stuff that are great about you know their life everyday life like you but that's that's not their way of living every single day. 
but yeah, I I know what you mean because then it raises the you know expectation that oh you know what this is how they did it so let's try and do that or let's emulate that or let's actually do it better than them and so it just becomes like you said it just becomes like a cycle of bettering other people yeah but, like a competition but that's but that's what but but then that, that's why hopefully people or, or when we get older or I even even with our parents I think I think it'll be I think you'll be fine where um you we might be able to have these conversations with the next person and say look I don't I don't think this is uh this is necessary so we'll try and keep it to a minimal if not let's just let's just not do it that way and we'll just exchange the gifts for example the way you know your clothes or whatever hampers that we gave let's just give it you know I don't know if it's in a bag the only thing is I don't know if it's, it would be nice in a bag but if you want if that's what if no, that's what so somebody wanted to do, let's do it like no, that no, way. so this is the thing I personally I'm against <clears throat> like that like the over the top hampers not because it's not nice it's beautiful and you know what if people want to do it it's you know by all means do it but i do think there's a now added pressure that because it's now so normal and so like customary that it puts a lot of pressure especially in a wedding household everything's already so hectic as it is like the last thing you want to be doing is wrapping up loads of different gifts and loads of different tiles i I like the idea of doing tiles for like food items and like you know mishti and sweets and stuff like that but i do think um with like the clothes giving um you know there's there's nothing wrong with a gift bag you know um especially if it's for like the immediate family i understand that you might want to put a bit more emphasis on the stuff you're giving to the groom specifically or the bride specifically actually with with um our wedding time um, your Barbie made the hamper, made my wedding outfit hamper yeah. with just the scarf mm. and like all the other like accessories, um, rather than trying to figure out how to, um, create like put the dress in a hamper. And I was like, honestly, like even the scarf thing, like, really appreciated it and looked beautiful, but it is a lot of work, you know, to do to to try and figure out how to wrap a big dress and make it look nice and even with all the other saris so like in our culture the bride generally gets about five items of clothing with accessories and again is that too excessive is that another thing that we've kind of made so customary that it's now expected because no i don't i, I, I don't i don't i don't think that's too excessive i think it's it's nice to give it, but I mean, now, if it, if is that if it, expectation? If it's within your means, I don't see why it is. Exactly. Should... That's the other thing. If it's within your means. But again, with the expectation of all of these, like, you know, even my brother recently got married. He didn't realise how much actually went into planning the wedding. And like, he didn't realise... Do you think that's being did... a bit naive, though? Um, To some extent... I think so, yes. He he knew there was all of this stuff going on, I think. But then he didn't realise how costly all it all added up to. I think that's the other thing because you it's easy to say, I'm going to give five outfits to someone. And then you think about actually, then you got to think about jewellery. You got to think about, you know, an, a handbag. And it, it does, it's expensive. Weddings are expensive, honestly. So with my hampers for our wedding time, like, you know, all the saris and stuff like that, 
um, I just got given it in a suitcase. And I think that was the best thing ever because do you know how oh, easy the, it was those are the five those are the extra five ones wasn't yeah, it? yeah yeah but you're not gonna i don't think anyone was gonna was planning to make that into a tal. that would have been too long and too no, no, but much. this is the thing people do it for each individual outfits do you get I've, it honestly i've never I, I have never seen maybe your family haven't and to be fair your family is so big you guys are pr- probably quite used to doing it a certain way whereas with my family um like we've we've seen other people's hampers and they do like each individual outfit with the you know accessories and i just think it's just so excessive so when i think actually your mum and my mum talked about how you know these were supposed to be given and your mum i think just said oh is it okay if we just give it in a suitcase you know and i think it was just the my wedding one and the the day after outfit that was like decorated and all of that and my mum was like that's absolutely fine because do you know what we it's just so much work well that's that it goes isn't it? into it right and it's just so excessive and it's nice if you can do it if you've got the time you know if you've got the energy to do it but during this stressful period of a wedding I just don't see how that could be possible and as the bride when I received that ha- uh that suitcase full of stuff like it was so easy to show everyone what was in it and then literally zip it up have it ready because it needed to go back to this house anyway like it just made it so much more convenient for me to not then have to unpack every hamper put it away unpin things you know do all of that stuff because for me alhamdulillah it was easy it was all already packed and nicely put together that I could show my family and then I could also just pack it away. So I guess for me, like, I think, yeah, maybe doing each um, individual outfit hampers are a bit too excessive. I think some hampers... How many hampers do you think no, is too think, many hampers? Then? No, I think that there is something nice about hampers, though, uh, where, for example, I agree, you know, there is too much. Like, you know, the, like the sweet ones, uh, the misty ones, the, you know, the, the, the one of the sanasur and all that stuff. I think, I don't know. Yeah, food Firstly, hampers I think is nice. Uh, no, no, but even, I think those are too much as well. I think clothes hampers are fine. With, not all clothes hampers, certain ones. Like, for example, like the your your wedding dress or whatnot, right? That was fine. Um, Because there's something nice, or, or the jewellery one, right? Usually, mm-hmm. we usually you, people usually give the jewellery one in the hamper as well. Yeah. Um, and the main outfit. <clears throat> so I think, so I, no, there's something nice about that because I know it's I know it's it's, it's a lot of effort and but from from just kind of being around during the obviously wedding time, um, and I saw how obviously even though it was a lot more, you know it was stressful and there was a lot of kind of going back and forth to buy certain things and all that stuff. But it was actually quite nice to see everyone being because when because when when the hampers were made. Yeah, literally, everyone's literally together. everyone's well. Everyone was in 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 our house, so yeah, it was yeah. quite nice to see everyone. Even even like the kids, me, my brother, everyone as cousins that we were helping out. Even doing little something little, but it was just nice seeing everyone in the house. That's one thing. So I don't necessarily think how you know get. I mean, you it's can. A nice, get, it's a nice bonding experience. You can, you can get rid of it if you want to. No, but, because but I the, get that. I but think... the other night, hold on. The, the other nice thing about it is, 
it is nice to have it in a hamper because then you can it, when your family come come out come over you can show you can show them that look this is what they've given to us not to show off anything same thing with you with your dresses or with your uh you know jewelry and everything i think i'm sure it was nice again not to show off but it was just nice to have it in you know presented in a way where your family came over and they could see right uh so that's why i don't that's why I don't, you know i don't necessarily think you, you, I mean, if you want to, you can get rid of it. But I think some is okay. No, no, no. So but I, it, it's just—I'm not saying to get rid of it. I'm saying, I think we've just taken it a little bit too far. Yeah. I personally think yes, the main wedding outfit, the jewelry, the shoes, um, you know, whatever the grooms wearing the shirwani, and the, the cost adds up, you know. Yeah, and hampers are not cheap. You know, hampers are really expensive, actually, and you know. You're you're spending a lot of money just on the baskets alone. Forget about whatever you're putting inside it. It is it is adding up, right? But I do think yes, it's nice to get hampers. Definitely, I totally agree with that. I personally think doing some nice food hampers, and doing like the main main two outfits. Well, the gua hampers. Yeah, like those pan. things. Yeah, the pan those, one is nice. No, those ones are nice. Those are like more like cultural ones. Yeah, that one's very much. That one is like the ones that the mums sit and do together, and they're like chatting away. Which Everyone is loves that nice. one. Yeah, and it's the one that where you're like, okay, how are we gonna make the the pan hamper look good? Um, I remember we were discussing it for a, a long period because I was like I have no idea so someone else just figure it out please and let me know how we're doing it <laughs> part of you know the bride's um hampers is being gifted like toiletry items makeup so those things also add up you know again makeup is not cheap so it is very costly especially if it's coming from the groom's side giving you these gifts um, and that's the other part of, you know, wedding planning. I mean, you as the groom, like, how did you find the actual cost of um, literally not just the the hall hiring, you know, food, catering? It's all of the additional things that you were giving to me as a gift. I was prepared for it. I I had, you know. I had I had this conversation with my dad anyway, and even when I started working, he's like, start saving up, even if it's little by little, start saving up because you're going to need it at some point. And maybe that's that was me, you know, thinking too far ahead or whatnot. But because I did... At what age did you start with saving up then? Well, I'd always been saving up. Even as soon as I started working, I'd, I'd been saving up. So it's not it's not that, you know, I was, I was saving when I was doing part-time work. Right. So... Uh, that that's one good habit alhamdulillah uh dad got me into which was no matter how much you you know earn that month or that week try and put something aside every every month um towards even if it's it's not towards the wedding but generally just put it put it towards something that you, you might need it in the future or whatnot so I'd, i had always been saving up um and so when i started full-time work I, it was just a habit that I continued doing. I had a savings account and I put money towards, uh, you know, into my savings account every month. And when my salary increased, I I increased the amount I put into my savings every month. And so I so I I was kind of prepared for it, but I also knew that, you know, because I got I got because I saw my brother was to get married, and I was you know, 
I wasn't young, young. I was an adult, so I knew obviously the cost roughly, you know, of you know how much it costs to get married and stuff like that. So even if it's because even I think his wedding was even bare minimum in terms of like all these gift giving and whatnot, just like ours was. I don't think we went over the top, but even then, I kind of knew how much roughly I had to um, have. Roughly, how much does it cost for a wedding? Uh, what everything including everything including mahar everything everything included mahar which is dowry, um that is given to the bride. Uh, probably around. Or well, if you just go not bare minimum, if you just do everything like. Okay, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of like happy with it. Not nothing too extra extravagant, but not, nothing either too kind of like small. Uh, then you're probably you, all together for bride and groom. You're probably looking around, uh, maybe forty k now, maybe thirty five, forty, maybe even a bit more now. Obviously, with all the prices going up a little bit as well, uh, mm-hmm. I think you're probably looking at more. So that's together. But then the but it doesn't always work out to be split in half because. You know, depending on what's agreed, I, I, what's agreed well. upon as yeah. well. For example, with for initial the initial cost for the groom might be a bit more because you know you're paying, uh, you know you're paying mahar, maybe the ring, maybe the hall. You go fifty fifty, whatnot. Even if you if you might not, uh, the food if you've got more guests or whatnot. So I think initially probably the groom side is a bit more in terms of the cost wise how much they yeah, contribute more towards likely. it. The, no, more likely the groom side is spending more regardless because you have to think about, you have the mahar to think about. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is now more customary is the gift giving of gold jewellery. Now, it can be included as part of the mahar, the dowry. However, generally speaking, a lot of people tend to have, you know, money... Um, for ma- um, for the mahar, and then the gold is actually like, given as a gift. Now again, gold is not cheap. Wait, but it's not it's it's not just become customary now. I think gold in our culture. Yeah, it's been. It's around it's for years. always been. Yeah. Like I know I uh, and this is maybe going back oh, uh, like a long time, but I've heard I've heard like elderly people have said that also sometimes before they used to give. Uh, with with the Mah- they used to give like as a gift they used to give plots of land sometimes as well. So, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, so this is the other thing. So with our current situation, it's more likely that mahar is a financial um as financially given cash cash yes cash or direct debit or however you want to do it, and then additionally to that you're given a gold jewelry set now that jewelry set if you're looking at a really nice one could be up to 10k but that's the the one thing with that is it's gold so it's never going to lose its value so you're not really losing out in the sense that or you've given something that's going to depreciate it might actually increase in value so it might actually and then because a lot of times sometimes people even don't you know don't use it that often and so sometimes people just sell it off and then do something else with it or just take the cash and maybe invest it in something or even like give it to the poor and whatnot no but this is the other thing though um i think my generation of ladies perhaps don't want to wear gold jewelry 
and it it depends uh, again i wear my gold jewelry so the one that was given to me when your family first met me i wear it all the time around my neck mm. now the wedding gold that you guys gave me that gets well worn to like weddings and big events right mm. but i think the 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 other thing is then yeah like you're saying gold doesn't go down in value so it is obviously nice to be given gold as a gift because you know the value could always increase and where you need it you can use it but the other thing in in having gold that you don't wear is that you have to pay zakat on top of um, on on it so is it just wasteful if you're not no, going to wear something one, like that? one thing i'd say is I, I don't think anyone any, i don't think anyone should see zakat as being a burden because you've got you've got to pay 2.5% on it no but what i'm saying is if you've hold if you're holding on to a gold jewelry set and you, yeah you're paying the zakat obviously it's again it's not a lot to pay the zakat you know um you should be happy to pay it yeah exactly but which is why like even though i don't wear my gold set often enough i'm i i still you know like to have it like to keep it but it's it's a tricky one because i do think we it's expected i think in our culture now that that a gold set is given now i don't know oh, let me about... ask a question then do you think now nowadays if you if if the wedding let's say you know process was happening and then the guy said to the to the girl mm-hmm. you know what i'll just give them a heart i'm not going to give you any gold or any any like ornaments do you think she'd accept it? Well, this is the thing. I think now it's expected. I think, I think the bride's family would be. No, like, no. But do you think the girl herself would accept it? Maybe. Perhaps I don't think she, so. Perhaps she will. Perhaps she won't. I don't know because I know, like, like I know someone that um, they said obviously um, we want to give you um, a set of gold, um, and she was like, actually, I don't want to wear gold. I don't. I don't wear gold particularly. Um, would you be able to give me pearls instead? So they got her a really nice pearl set instead, which was a lot cheaper, number one, to get something like that. And for her, actually, it just made more sense because she actually ended up using it for her day-to-day job as well. And, but I don't, I think you saying, I think now, because it's so expected and it's so normal, I think you're right. To some extent, I don't think girls would accept not getting, like, a gold um, set. set. Yeah, I just think... I think if she... Even if she was okay with it, I don't think her parents would be okay with it. I think... um, I think, again, another thing that's so, quote-unquote, customary now, that it would it would make it seem like you're being cheap by not giving it. Mm-hmm. And then the other issue then massively falls down to how much can the groom actually afford and are we being considerate to his financial situation when it comes to planning the wedding, booking a hall, doing all these hampers and all these five sets of clothing and giving a gold set and buying the wedding band. Like, it's a lot of money. Like, it's not It's not a joke. It's, Look. It's serious money and, you know, this is where the question comes into play. Is it worth doing a big wedding when you're spending that much money? 
Well, look, it's it, it all it's all dependent on how you know how much the groom or yeah how much the groom is kind of able to, able to you know, finance finance yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, like if it's within your means I don't see why you know I mean some some people might go you know what even even if it's within my even if it's within my means. You know, why would I spend that much or whatnot? Okay, that's fine, perfectly fine. But I think if it's within your means, it's wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest or ask that they do spend a bit of money on the wedding. And I'm, and the only reason I'm saying it is because, because I was happy to, I was, I wasn't, you know, because I, like I said, I budgeted, I I budgeted, and like I, I, I kind of put put aside certain amount of money anyway because I knew. But you are mentally ready for it was was, to be the no, but 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 then why why shouldn't men be ready for that why 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 they know when they get 25 26 27 or 28 they're going to be asked these questions you know or they're going to be asked they're going to have to start preparing for marriage so why so why should they not kind of get have we now made it so so normal to have big weddings that are very costly at the detriment of men having to save up and now with even like the cost of living it, it's really tricky isn't it because you you look at how you're saying it's going to be at least 30k no more than a, that now for both sides more yeah, than yeah, that. yeah a little bit more than probably that looking now. at around 50 let's be honest yeah it is really expensive now unfortunately and the reality is i think you know it's so easy to say oh we can cut back on x y and z but then i think there's a lot of judgment if you were to cut back yeah, on x y and z true. And if you weren't going to give, you know, what is expected, what is normal, like hamper giving and gold set giving, people are going to like uh, the bride side or the groom side, who, whichever side it is, they're going to judge one another about this. These things. Yeah, like you said, I think it's it, because it because it's become like a such a normal thing to do or like we expect it to be done. Uh, if if you don't do it, then like then the, you're a the, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the first reaction is oh, uh, you know you're a cheapskate. You don't want to spend money and whatnot. And that's but, not the case with everyone, but yeah. But the argument is very easy to make that, you know, I'm sure there's people saying stuff about like put oh, it this way, you not... rather than spending that let's say fifty or sixty k, if you only if you only to only spend let's say twenty k on the wedding, I mean even then that's obviously. Some might go is a lot, but let's say you spend twenty k, then you still have about thirty forty k, and you can actually put that towards something that you want to invest invest well, in. This is the argument. I know we said big wedding versus small wedding, but a, a small wedding can again equally be quite as costly. But like a big wedding, if you're spending upwards of fifty k, is that better to invest in a property for the f- like future? bride and groom like wouldn't even it be investment better to, in something wouldn't it be better to put that money towards something that is for their future essentially right mm. um you know i i don't regret us having a big wedding now our wedding was in december and our guest total was what 600 mm. 650 something like that um and the reality is you i mean you know my family is quite small but your family was very big and you know very extended that's why it made sense that you'd want to invite all your family members see one one thing with that is um 
with the walima and the you know the the feeding i actually don't mind inviting everyone that i know or have because i feel like for me personally and i think it's the same thing with my dad as well and i think the same thing with my family is that i want to i want them to be there and to share that say that day you know my that my happiness i want to share that with everybody so i don't i personally don't mind it so this is one thing where when i spoke to dad i don't mind spending extra on food feeding people well this is the thing walima the walima itself is about feeding your friends your family your colleagues your acquaintances you know it's that's actually the main reason for doing the walima now obviously if you're going to have 500 guests you need a venue so then you have to think about the venue cost but then everything after that it's additional isn't it yeah. it's the staging um, the dress the dress the, the the outfits that we wear the cars. how much yeah the cars you know all of that additional stuff is you know i guess more of a personal choice to make on whether or not you have the funding for it and to be fair like again hiring out a venue and catering for 500 people it's a lot of money already spent yeah so I can see people That's around 12, arguing... That's 12, 12, 13k already. Yeah, I can Probably see more people... Than that. A little bit more than that, I think, yeah. actually. Um, I can see people arguing the case of, actually, if I'm spending 15, 16k already just on food and a haul, I may as well add an additional 10k on decorations or whatever, right? 10k? No, like decorations, cars, like... It all adds up, in it? It's all a very yeah. decorative thing to, like, you know, you want to go and you want to be wowed by the hall and the decorations and then you might have, you know, the the chocolate fountain and all of these other additional... Again, it's all... If it's within your means, yeah, I, yeah, I don't course. think it's... I don't, if you want to do it and it's within your means, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I Even if it's within your means and you don't want to do it, that's also fine. And if it's not within your means and you can't do it, that's also fine. Yeah, I think... But I think you. I think we have to kind of read the situation and see how, how we know what the you know what the position of the groom is or what the position of the bride is in that sense, and yeah. make it and make it easier for the, them so that they don't feel like you know oh I I'm being forced or oh my hands been forced and I have to do this because one the last thing you want to do and this I think I don't know I wasn't I didn't have to do it I don't think my brother had to do it but. The worst thing is when you don't have enough money or you don't, or it's not within your means to spend that kind of money, but you're because your family pressure that they want a big wedding, mm. you go along with it and you end up borrowing money to get married and you borrow and and so you start a marriage off on a debt. Yeah, now I don't like that. That could actually put a lot of strain on the marriage because that because the groom might be pissed at the girl for <laughs> and her family and his own family for actually getting getting him to spend that much money. Yeah. Because he's because you're because you're starting. Which has happened. That yeah. has happened before. Yeah. Where actually you've and it causes gone tension. Into, yeah, you've gone into the marriage. You you you're now wedded and you're living together, but he's just realized. Oh, I've still got like three or four people to pay off. And it's just debts. not it's just not fun, is it? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to that actually, if you can sit down and actually discuss having a smaller wedding and actually putting maybe a bigger chunk of what you have into something that can go towards your future together, 
I mean, that's also a great thing to do, you know. I mean, for us, you know, we had the big wedding and it happened just before COVID, COVID hit. And I think, I think the stress of planning the wedding, you know, made, made it not as fun anymore. Do you get it? For you? Yeah. I don't because know, for me it was fine. I wasn't overly stressed, to be fair, because even though we didn't have that much time to do it in, I think I, you know, ordered my dress early. Made sure we had a good caterer. Made sure we had a good um, venue. I think the the key things, fundamentally, the key things were done. And they were all looked after. Everything else surrounding the wedding stuff. Like, again, with the hampers and stuff like that. That was just a personal Extra. choice to make if mm. you wanted to do it, right? But it did add to the stress. And I remember just thinking, I can't wait for this wedding hoo hard to be over and I just want to enjoy the day itself and hopefully it goes as smoothly as possible right yeah. and alhamdulillah like honestly I really did enjoy our wedding day like I I started off not feeling the best like I think most people were ill because it was a yeah, December wedding we were both ill <laughs> yeah and so I wasn't feeling the best driving up to the hall but then I got into the hall I saw the decorations I we did our little photo shoot it was just really nice. Again, photography is really expensive as well now. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like I we didn't even get a videographer. I'm glad. I'm I'm still I I always go back and forth on whether or not I should have gotten a videographer or not because part of me is like it would have been nice to have a like video footage of our wedding. But the other part of me is like, how often do people actually watch that video? Like I'm more likely to look at our pictures, which I do often. Um Okay, not that often. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I genuinely contemplated if I wanted a videographer. But I was like, I don't want to spend, like, 2K for videography. Um, I know it's nice and, like, you're spending all this money. But do you know what? Loads of people were taking videos anyway. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to get all these videos put together. And I can make my own video. Or I could do something with that. Um so I'm glad I did just hire out a photographer um, but again it all adds up uh, sorry uh, just go back to what you, you know when you said uh, something to do with if you, if you have the conversation of you know can we do a smaller wedding and put it towards something I think uh, maybe I don't know uh, maybe I'm wrong with this but I think sometimes um, especially the grooms uh, they not pressured but because obviously the family wants a bigger wedding and you don't really mind it and you go along with it. If you're uncomfortable, I think you should say it. Look, I can't. This is not. This is not within my means, and so I can't. You know, I can't do so. I can't do that because uh, it's too much or whatnot. Because um, if because I think sometimes people because because the, they just want to make everybody happy, they just go along mm. with it and say yes, 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 and then you know by the end you realize I'm I'm in ten twenty k debt or mm. I haven't got any money left whatsoever after this wedding. What am I supposed to live on for the next month or two? Exactly. That's um, the other thing, isn't it? So so I think that conversation, I know it's, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have with, with your parents um, yeah, or, or, or with the elders. Yeah, I think our elders expect big functions because no, of but, big family. No, not, no, but I think they would... I think I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about other families, but I think... I know definitely my family. I think if, if I was to sit down with my dad or with anybody else, uh, with my uncles or not, and I was actually explaining, look, 
I don't actually want to spend that much money on on the wedding, and I would like you to propose this to the bride side where you go. You'd rather do something small and then let him or her both of them invest in that money, the money they have left over that you would have usually spent on a wedding, or in something in fu- uh, in, in something they want to do in the future, whether it's investing into let's say, I don't know, uh, into a home or whatnot. I I don't think that's a bad conversation. I think that's a conversation that you you if Why if didn't if you, you suggest that what? Why did you not push for a smaller wedding with a maybe focusing? Putting money aside actually for future because I got bare peas, fam. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, because no, because I, I, I wanted something. I wanted no, our wedding was a massive, by the way. Our wedding was, I think, I, I'd, I'd yeah, say it was, it was average. To our cultural standards, it wasn't massive. But I wanted something. Uh, to be fair, I think we had we invited six hundred people, but I think about four fifty, five hundred. No, about five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. That's another thing. Actually, I, I know my dad and I do. We actually. When we did the, when we did the guest list, and when we did the oh yeah when we when we saw how many you know people we want to invite, mm. we actually sat down and counted like okay this is the obviously family we're inviting how many people are there from here and like we actually counted everybody, mm. and he came it was obviously more because a lot of people that he didn't invite or he wasn't able to invite because obviously, the limitation was six fifty people, or seven hundred okay. As a bride and groom, be honest. How many of your of the people your father invited or your family invited did you really truly know, genuinely that you wanted there to a be lot. present? A lot. Okay, your aside from your ex, your immediate family. I'm no, there were about, no because uh, okay, there were four fifty, right? No, wait. There were, Out of the four fifty, how many do you think you like personally knew like that? What less? Because I think that's look, the other about, thing that we of the four fifty, about one hundred, maybe one hundred and fifty were people that I knew immediately. Yeah, that's fine. That's but then, absolutely but then, but then, but then, but then, then there were people like my dad's friends that he had invited to come. I I had I had I had seen them when I was maybe a little, you know, when I was five, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How how old, how old I was? So I hadn't seen them since since then. So yes, I I couldn't re- you know remember or recognize them. From there, but it was nice to be reintroduced to them and go. Oh, you know, you came to you know came in, lived with us for a couple of days and whatnot. So yes, there were probably loads of people like that, um, and I did, I wasn't able to go and speak to everybody, but I I do, I I I do I I do appreciate that they came. Yeah, but is that the other issue we have now with inviting so many people now? Obviously, Walima's. It's it's better the more you invite, the better it is for your. Well, I. I I think I don't know, and this may, this may be mainly because from where we're from, from Bangladesh, and I think like our people around from where we're from, which is we we generally tend to actually invite a lot of people to the weddings. Where I think people from other other areas have, have kind of like reduced that number to only maybe just the immediate family or the ex- like extended sorry not immediate the extended family and maybe some corporate friends and whatnot family friends, but I. Do not mind, and I probably prefer to invite all of these people that you might go, or you don't, but you, you don't know them, or you don't recognize them. But I've met them at some point in my life, mm. and you know they're clearly important to my dad, or they're clearly important to my mom, they're clearly important to my brother, because my brother obviously invited his friends as well. I invited my friends, you know, uh, whatnot, and my dad invited his friends as well that he knew from like 
long time ago that they were in this country and he'd met he'd met them or he or he you know he knew them and then he's still in contact with them and so he invites some 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 of his friends that I hadn't seen for about 10 15 years okay i'm going to ask you something and this could uh be taken the wrong way but do you think part of the reason why our community has a lot of big weddings is to also show off that they can host a big wedding uh maybe maybe like do you get it like you know i know there are some even my dad even my dad invited people that we hadn't seen for x amount of years but was it necessary to invite these people that were not as close to anymore yeah my dad probably catches up with them but like me personally i don't i don't know them like that or i haven't spoken to them like that where we're in regular yeah. contact i think I, th- I think maybe i think that, that is probably one of the things that happens i think is where sometimes not just parents but i think like families do want to maybe show off i don't know but i'm i'm gonna give them benefit of doubt because i don't know what they're thinking and i don't yeah, yeah. but i'm I sure agree. i'm but i'm sure there are people that want to show off but for me personally yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I didn't I didn't mind. I was actually happy that my dad invited some of his friends that he you know he's in contact with them, but he hasn't seen for maybe a couple of years. Yeah, or yeah. some of I, his friends that I haven't seen for about ten fifteen years, but I know I've met them at some point. I don't mind that. I I was actually happy. I think someone came up and said, "Oh, uh, you came to this country in '99, and I and I saw you then, and I haven't seen you since, but I still speak to your dad." And I was really glad that, he, you know, he came up and spoke to me. Yeah. And he, he brought his it wife and he brought his daughter. Yeah. I think a son and daughters or something like that. So I appreciate that. And I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that, actually. And I, I'm glad that he invited, my dad invited these people. No, no, I agree. Like, this is what I'm saying. So, like, obviously, for our, my numbers were much smaller than yours. But again, that's because that, that, that number, or even if it was a bigger number, that, was, that would have been within my means so I was happy to spend that. Yeah, if it exactly. was, if it was, let's say, something that I couldn't afford, I would have said to my dad, "Look, I can't afford it." And yeah. I think I've got, you know, open enough range with my dad to go. I can't afford it, so we're gonna have to cut it here. And he yeah. would, and he would have been fine with it. But because he knew that I, I had spoken to him before, and I said, "Okay, that's fine," and I was, mm-hmm. and I was okay with the number. I was okay with if he wanted to actually increase the number if he, but he was not. He's like, "Let's not know. Let's just keep it to." I won't lie, you know. My dad wanted me to have a small wedding. But then the more we got into the wedding planning, I think the more my dad realised, actually, you're my only daughter. I would like to do something bigger for you. Oh, that's actually, that's another good uh, point. Because sometimes if you're if you're the eldest son or if you're the youngest son or if you're the eldest daughter or the youngest daughter or if you're only if you're the only child, only daughter, only son, yeah. sometimes parents, not that because they... And that's not from show off. I think that's more because they just want to... They're so proud or they just want to have have one last let's say big wedding or the big or the big first wedding yeah or the or have a big wedding for my only daughter or for my only son i think that makes sense i think yeah. a lot i think a lot of parents <laughs> generally want a big wedding because of that reason as well well yeah so from our perspective obviously i was the first in my immediate um like siblings to get married and i was also the only girl getting married in my immediate siblings so for that reason my dad was like no i want to invite all of these people and you know and I want to extend the invite to them. For you, it was the other way around. It was, I was the youngest. The, I was the, the last young, one. You were the last one to get married. So your dad was like, well, actually, you're the only one left to get married. So I'd really like to invite all of my extended friends and family, 
you know, because this is this is the only other wedding event we have going for a while. For yeah. No, but just in your in immediate siblings, yeah. you're the only one left, and it made sense that your dad would want, or your your mom and dad would want something um, like that. Um, and that's that's I think probably that's for me. I think that's probably another reason why I was accept- like, I was like okay with it as well. Yeah, I was okay with yeah, it yeah. because I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm because I, I like I said I was okay with it because I was prepared for it, and but again, just because you're prepared doesn't mean you have to spend that much. By the way. But I like I said I was happy with I was happy to spend and I was happy you know I was prepared for it and I knew that's something that because my parents you know wanted and I wanted to do as well I was like okay let's just, I'm happy to spend and I'm happy to go go forward with it. Okay, let's talk about budgeting. Um, when it comes to caterers and venues, definitely look around definitely get quotes from several different catering companies and venues because you want to see what's out there first of all initially i know some people might have like their select choice of where they would like to get married but realistically it might not be in your budget so you gotta make sure you're actually going there talking to them seeing the venues and then making sure that you're making sure that you're actually putting a little bit more time into figuring out what your budget is between bride and groom and how you're splitting it, right? So make sure you um, definitely have a feel around um, and go and see these people in person because you can always haggle the price down. Yeah. You can always, you know, get them to bring it down to a more reasonable, maybe a more expected price tag that would work for you if you talk to them directly if you're there visiting them um because you're showing that you're serious about you know hiring the venue out and whatever um and you know they always a lot of these venues have additional stuff like you know chocolate fountain things that they can hire out so you can have that all included into the package um so you definitely want to have a proper chat with the other thing I was going to say is uh, this is where I think having a social media sometimes helps because I know my sister-in-law, my brother, and at times I tried to as well, but I just couldn't. He's no, yeah. he's no good with the social media. But <laughs> they actually found deals uh, for me on like uh, Instagram where people did this, people did the de- decorations. Yeah, and yeah. It worked out that they were actually cheaper to hire th- these people to do, you know. Yeah, this. definitely use that to your advantage yeah. as well. Because that's um, how, that's how good, that's one good thing about obviously there's many, Instagram, but there's one good thing about so, businesses. Yeah, yeah, that they're willing know. to, and you can kind of not just haggle, but the price is a lot more, you know, friendly than let's say if you were to go, you know, get something from uh, a shop or something like that. But yeah. e- even with picture taking, right? Yeah, for yeah, I got my photographer from um instagram and who honestly like the price the prices that i was getting quoted were ridiculous and she i liked her pictures to begin with and when i asked her for a quotation i was like this is great this is exactly what i'm looking for um i was gonna say obviously a lot of the times the groom's family gives a budget to the bride's family for her gifts so like the five saris and things like that I was very strict with my budgeting. 
when it came to the stuff that you gave me. I know if you're given a certain budget or if you're not given a budget and they give you a little bit of flexibility there, don't take the best. Like, be reasonable with yeah. how much you're spending. If jewellery is costing as much as an outfit, which is, like, £600, that's just not on. Like, my wedding jewellery could have easily been £600. Oh, my gosh. It was... It was... I was like to my mum, I cannot spend £600 on jewellery. I'm sorry. It's artificial jewellery, number one. It's not even gold. It's not like it's going to add value no, later on. No, you wore the gold as well, no? No, no, no. But I'm saying this is artificial jewellery ah. and it's around £600. It's ridiculously expensive. Artificial jewellery is so extortionate, especially for wedding events. It's ridiculous. I bought my whole set for a hundred and £80. And then on the actual wedding day, I think... I went and rushed and got a nose ring. So that was like £15. <laughs> but again, it was... That was the best deal I found. And actually, funnily enough, I bought the jewellery before I got the dress, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I did. And I remember my mum saying... My, my cousin was like, oh, why would you buy the jewellery first? And I was like, well, for £180, this is a bargain. And it was just gold pearls. But she was like, what if you get a colour, like, what if you want to change the colour of the pearls? I was like, I can change that afterwards if I want to. And that, again, is an additional cost. But my my other thing was, be realistic, I want to re-wear this um, set. And this set I have re-worn many a times. And I love re-wearing it. Like, I really loved my wedding jewellery. That I love re-wearing it, I love like going to weddings and having it on because it just reminds me of our wedding time and I think you know it's so easy to fall into the trap of oh yeah it's going to be expensive so let's just spend 600 pounds no you trust me you can find bargains green street south or they do loads of bargains you can definitely haggle for you know the stuff that is for yourself um but yeah be reasonable with how much you're spending because I'm not going to lie to you guys. At the end of the day, the money he's giving you is your money as well. So you need to be smart with your money, basically, is what I'm saying. You know, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't giving you these ridiculous uh, price tags when there was no need for it. You can find beautiful things for a good price. Make sure you budget, like, or not just, sorry, make sure you keep a track on everything that you buy or everything yeah every or in terms of whether you buy gifts because i think i mean for me it was it was good because i i got to obviously see how much i spent maybe people don't want to know how much they spent oh no because it's depressing I think is, but but i yeah. think but i think um but I, it was it was important for me because then it meant i knew how much obviously i had or how much was going out how much i needed and all that stuff. So it was it was good for me, but I think it's yeah, just keep a track on stuff. And I think for men, I'd say learn to save. Don't be naive thinking, you know, it's it's six, seven years down the line and I'll you know, I can prepare. I'm not saying just because you're saving you're gonna use all that money towards your wedding or whatnot. But do do put you know, money aside. Listen, yeah, if you're getting married into South the South Asian culture 
expect it to be a bit costly. Now, if you, I, I was going to say, if premium. You, 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 could, you could get married to people that are outside of culture. But yeah, then, I know. But then that brings a whole other issue of uh, how, if you're living with your parents, how they fit in. And what if your parents expect them to adopt your cultural kind of uh, norms or, or yeah, fit into your culture? Or if she expects you to, you know, kind of change and fit into her culture or whatnot or his culture. So that's why I think, I don't know, personally, I feel like it's probably, for me, better to marry, not with, like, marry into families that are similar or yeah, I think that's... But that's compatibility as well, isn't it? It's like compati- compatibility between the two people and the families. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact that, you know, if... Let's say... If, or not, well, not about me, but I know, like, some parents would be like, oh, my... You know, when when my son gets married, I would want my daughter to, you know, dress a certain way or be okay with certain things that we do culturally. And so, you know... That's why I think, but that's that, that's another whole that's another topic. I think that's a whole other topic we could actually look into. Um, I, going back to the budgeting thing, actually, you know how you're saying listing it down. I did that. I actually gave myself a expected to spend and how much I did spend. So every time I would save a little bit of money, it was like a nice fist pumping moment for me because I'm like, yes, I've saved myself. 200 pounds on something when it would have maybe cost me 600 or whatever right um so it's it is it is definitely important to keep track of how much you are spending i think sometimes what can happen is you're doing all this spending and you get so over you get carried away essentially that you don't realize you still go x y and z to still buy and you have no funding you have no money and then again the whole borrowing situation can be another issue that you could have. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we have rambled on and on and on about this subject. And I think, honestly, we could easily do another one because there's loads to it. Um, but I hope this was helpful. I hope we brought some interesting issues that we have, I guess, in our, our community. Well, actually... It's debatable if it's issues because to some people it really isn't. So doing doing a big wedding might actually be something that okay is okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, the whole big. I mean, wedding... if you're a millionaire, then spending fifty fifty thousand on a wedding is not much, is it? Yeah, I know. But if you're but if you're only earning about fifty k a year, then spending fifty k is a lot of money. Exactly. On a wedding. Yeah. So it just depends on how much you're how how much you're earning and how you know how wealthy you are really, and like and that's why you know. For some people, it'd be perfectly fine, but others, it might be too much. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah, so for us, we think wedding, big weddings are nice. They're nice if you can afford to have them. Yeah, spend within your means. Don't go Don't above. go crazy. Yeah. Don't go crazy. Even, However, if it, even if it is within your means, you should, oh, you, you can't, I mean, you, you should try and, you know, limit ex, excess spending. Like, mm-hmm. if you can cut on certain spendings because it's not necessary, you should do it. I don't think you should go above and beyond on, like, and go crazy, even Which if it's within what your I'm means. Saying, like, the hamper stuff, like, yeah. too many hampers is maybe getting a bit too crazy now. Um, you're just, equally... Because you're just increasing the expectation for the next person. Like, you do it, then you're, if you've got younger siblings, your parents are going to expect them to do it as well. Yeah. Or probably even do it even better. Exactly. So you just, yeah. It is that. That's the other thing, isn't it? But, um, yeah, 
Or you can be on the flip side and do a small wedding and save a lot of money. <laughs> Which, to be fair, with how um, expensive weddings have gotten since COVID. Oh my Listen, gosh. COVID was probably a blessing for a lot of people, to be fair. Yeah, a lot of people just was able to save a lot of money and do the small wedding. And, you know, I know loads of people who were like, yeah, we're going to do the nikah and then do a walima properly afterwards, after COVID's finished. But the reality is a lot of people haven't because what's the point? You're just saving a lot of money. You know, you if you've done the nikah and you've fed people during that time, I guess that could class as the walima as well, right? So you might not have to do something big of a function. Um, but yeah, um, I think we're going to leave it at this. Um, we do want to go, we want to talk about the mahar in another episode, because I think this one is another one that we've seen a lot on social media about. So that's a big debate, big topic. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this open discussion on big weddings, small weddings, the cost of weddings and everything in between. Weddings, weddings, weddings. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um but yeah, so we shall see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> <laughs>